Welcome and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. I'm Kevin James Kelly, founder and creator of the Millennium Beat LLC. I also am the host of the English version of the Millennium Beat podcast. Join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern as we help you share your story. I bring a unique perspective, insight, and commentary for every episode discussing ways to share the gospel through stories, miracles, and testimonies. A mantra at the Millennium Beat is encouraging the world one story at a time. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. This week's show is sponsored by the McLeod Painting Group. Interior and exterior is their expertise. Licensed and insured in the state of Florida with over 45 years of experience, expanding over three generations. Give them a call at 772-501-0324. Again, that is 772-501-0324. Riverside.fm, your online recording studio. Professional podcast and video creation simplified. Easily record podcasts and videos in studio quality from your browser or mobile app. Create high-quality content with ease. Local recording up to 4K video resolution. Enjoy high-quality recording with your computer, smartphone, or iPad. And edit your content in your virtual studio. You can download Riverside.fm from the Apple App Store or get it on Google Play. You already have an exceptional camera at hand. Now all you need is the Riverside.fm app. It is recommended to use the Chrome browser and keep it open till you and your guest upload is at 100%. With some other platforms, the recording could be choppy and pixelated when your internet connection is poor during the call. With Riverside.fm, your recordings will always be smooth and freeze-free. Thanks to local recording for all your participants. Scan the QR code to bring you right directly to Riverside.fm. By using the link to Riverside.fm, when you sign up for a plan, it also helps the Millennium Beats podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Please support our sponsors, which will help us grow. If you'd like to know more about how to become a sponsor or other ways to help, please scan the QR code with your phone or tablet. It will bring you directly to Learn How to Help. You may also go to our website at www.tmb2000.net and you'll see a button on the top right. Do you have a great story or testimony to tell? If you want to be a guest, please scan the QR code with your phone or tablet. It will bring you directly to the Become a Guest form. Fill it out and we'll get back to you. After viewing the document, we will schedule an appointment with you to be on our show. If you have any comments, concerns, or questions, you may always call me at 407-624-9957. Leave a brief voicemail, and I'll get back to you. You also may leave a comment using the Contact Us section at the bottom of our homepage. All right, sit back and grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. The show will start right after a brief 60-second intro. This is the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm in the studio again with Nikki Davison. Nikki was telling her story and some of the things that she's gone through at her, her young age. And uh, in this story, we're going to hear a little bit of how God got involved and kind of changed her life a little bit and stuff like that. So I want to, as you are, because if you've been listening for the last two weeks, you're saying, hey, um, when's something going to change? You know, I want to hear, I want to hear the good stuff, you know. So 
Nikki, tell us some good stuff. I mean, not that the other stuff was totally bad, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I promise, guys. I promise it. Yeah. It, it so, gets, it does so get you better. left us off. You have now got your GED, um, almost by default, <laughs> but you got it. That's good. That's good that you got it. And then you decided to move in with your aunt in in up in New York, right? Yes, I was renting a room from her, so so, I was- so now that's where you live. And let's tell us all the good things that's happened from that point on. Okay, so the the good stuff didn't start yet. Okay, but well, it, it does. How, how much further does it before it starts? How many more in a year? So I'm, months? I'm 18 at this point. Um, When's the good stuff? Start? God didn't come into my life until I was 23. Okay, so 18 to 23. All right. Well, we're not going to tune in for a fourth week. So. If you can recap between, I, I know that you probably have a lot to talk in between no, I'm 18. No, I'm, I'm going to really, I'm just going to skim, skim through. through 18 to skim 23. Um, so that way people are listening and saying, you know, this is the, you know, the climax of the end of yeah. of some good stuff. And, and that's what they, you know, if, so if they're listening to this for the first time and not listen to part one and part two, that they're getting some really good inspirational stuff. So, all right, recap quickly of, of 18 to 23, so. Okay, so, um, yeah, so when I was 18, I was renting a room in my aunt's house, and then um, I got a job down the block at the Burger King, and then I started working full-time right okay. right then and there. Like, it was like three days. I was there for three days. I got the job, and boom. Okay. I was working, like, 40 to over 40 hours a week mm-hmm. at that point, right wow. right off bat. And I just, I did it um, because, you know, uh, I was... I was making money and mm. I was doing what I had to do to support myself and fuel my career. I was very driven. Right. Um, the complete opposite of how I was in school. I never missed a day. Right. Um, I was a I was a reliable person, the person I could always call on. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I was feeling ill or whatever, I, I, I would force myself to go in. Like, um, I was always just very dedicated from day one when it came to working. Right. Because um, it was a totally different ball game. I was making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I was buying stuff I wanted. I was, you know, I was paying my, my aunt rent. I was, uh, I was buying all my, uh, food, all my, you know, other needs. You're becoming an adult. Right. Pretty much. You're not a kid anymore. Yep. So I was doing what I had to do. Um, I didn't, I didn't believe in asking anybody for anything. Uh, I took care of myself. I paid, you know, if I needed to go somewhere, I paid for cabs. Mm -hmm. I never asked for rides or anything. Um, my aunt self-sufficient. I would, take a ride if my aunt offered it to me but other right. than that you I wasn't, ask I wasn't it, asking so. for nothing yep um so whatever i got in a relationship with this uh one woman uh who was a satanist um mm. and you know at the time I, I didn't really have a a set of beliefs of my own so it didn't bother me and right. it just was what it was and i dated her for for from that time on up until like 2019 on and off very okay. on and off um it was an ab- abusive situation uh, she wasn't physically abusive because she lived in the Bronx. Right. I was on the the island, so we had too much distance in between us for her to really like hit me. Most of our arguments were on the phone. Right. Uh, but it was an abusive relationship, mostly very mentally abusive. Um, she had like a, a lot going on. She was like very psychopathic, and she had claimed to have multiple personalities and stuff. And I was just being like mentally. Now uh, we would call it she had multi demons. Yeah. Uh. So. So I was uh, I was dealing with that for uh, quite some time, uh, but during during that time period, uh, I just still I was just working every day and doing what I had to do for myself, regardless right. of how I felt. You know, sometimes I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. I was still doing what I had to do for myself. So whatever. Um, when that all ended, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, that's when. No, 2019, 2019, shortly after that, that's when I met uh, my second girlfriend. That was my second love. My first love was the other chick. Right. Uh, second second girlfriend, um, I met her. She was my customer at Dunkin' because I was working at Dunkin' Donuts. I was at Dunkin' Donuts for six years. Okay, so you I was moved at, from Burger King to Dunkin'. Yeah, uh, I was I was at Burger King for seven months. I left because they had, uh, had, they had a remodel. Okay. And I didn't have so a car. So now you're at the working time. for Duncan. Yeah, I was at Duncan. I met my second girlfriend as a as a customer. She came in, uh, whatever. Then we we hit it off right away. We were together for like two years, pretty much. Uh, we moved in together. Like we moved in together after like six months. Um, that's when I got my first apartment. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, you move it out of your hands. Yeah, and you know sometimes I would stay over her house. Sometimes she she would stay over in my room at my aunt's house like she she got along good with my family and stuff right. so uh it was all it was all good uh with that one we didn't 
there wasn't really like too much bad in that relationship like uh we got along pretty well um i'm not gonna say it was all good because obviously it came to an end but we we wouldn't like have anything that was too bad like the other one per se but uh she was a lot older than me she was 45 um wow. That is older. So uh, when I when I met her, I was twenty. Well, she, when she first met me, I think she was like forty three. Yeah, we were together for two years. She was forty three, right. and I was twenty three. So it was a twenty year uh, age gap. She's from Vietnam. Oh. She came here via her husband, but like they never had an official wedding or anything like that. It was just like for the green card type situation. Right. Um, they had a kid together, and then he came out the closet as gay and said he didn't want to be with women anymore after they had the kid. Uh, so then and at that point she was like, oh, well, you know, I think I'm a lesbian too anyway. So, and then basically she started dating this woman for like 10 years. And then after that 10 year duration, that's when she met me. Okay. <clears throat> Whatever. So, uh, we moved in together. Um, she helped me a lot financially. I never asked her to, um, you know, I was a very independent person, so right. I, I wasn't used to that. I didn't like asking for help and I wasn't used to accepting things from others, especially because in my last situation before that, I was the giver and I was being used, used, used all the time. Right. Uh, so she, she bought me my car that I, I wow. still drive now. Um, you know, I was driving a hoopty at the time. That's the, the car that I saved up my tip money for at Duncan. Okay. I bought a, a 1998 Saturn. Okay. Uh, so I whatever. Saturn. I was driving that uh, and then it broke down one day because the battery died on it and I was just going to buy a new battery but she was like no you're not driving that no more I'm going to buy you a car so she bought me the car and um and uh she we had an agreement that she was going to pay like 400 a month of the rent cuz she had her house too you know um mm -hmm. her quote unquote husband even though he was like a he she he was taking uh stuff to uh right. become a woman too he was trans Right. Uh, she used to dress him up and stuff. We used to take him to the clubs. Anyway, he lived downstairs. She lived upstairs, had her own master bedroom and bathroom and everything. Um, she uh, she made an agreement with me. She was going to pay 400 of the, the rent every month. She said she couldn't do more than that because she got to take care of her mother and her, her daughter and everything. Right. Um, she wasn't able to live with me full time. She was only able to live with me part time. So she'd come stay with me at night. You know, after she finished her day, because she would have to take her mother to all these doctor's appointments, her right. brother, uh, you know, he took her whole family over here. Mm -hmm. So because they had an agreement that even though they're doing their own thing, he financially supported everything still for her because they're friends. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, so she couldn't be with me all the time. I was pretty much living by myself. It felt like for the most part, even though we were together, but she would come home every night. She would cook me a dinner. Um she would help me as far as cleaning and stuff like that. And I paid the rest of the overhead mm -hmm. and I paid for the utilities and everything else. Okay. Um, so she was actually a Catholic. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. So, I know. Yes. All right. So, um, she would always tell me like she, she felt like very confused too, because you know, her, her, uh, you know, she's from Vietnam, so right. like her one side of the family, they're like Buddhist, but the other side of the family, they were like, like European and stuff. They French, right. so they were Catholic. So like, even though they were Catholics, she always like had, uh, you know, the cultural uh, influence as well. Mm -hmm. So they did, you know, they they believed in a, a lot of the spiritual things too. So I was like, quote unquote, spiritual at the time. You know, I was I was very like into the the little crystals and the you okay, know new age new age stuff yeah i was into the tarot and 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 all that other stuff so whatever uh so we were we were like kind of on the same page with some things but then we were not on the same page as far as jesus uh because she believed in jesus and i didn't okay <laughs> so we you know at first we used to get into like some some arguments about it sometimes where she'd be like oh why like why don't you believe in god like you need to believe in god like um and she would just try to convince me and i'm like i'm like okay but like i i, I don't <laughs> and we just get into a debate about it and basically she she would say to me that she knows she's going to help for her lifestyle but what can she do she loves me okay so she in her mind she's like i'm very aware that i'm going to hell for this right and she still kept doing it because but because she loved you yeah Pretty much. Okay. And uh, 
she used to say like there's different like there's different levels to hell like, right well catholic yeah yeah, we yeah. so that, she's yeah. like it's like oh you know uh so she had a little bit of christianity in her yes yes so a she, little bit and she, she knew she, say, was, she yeah. was sinning and going down the wrong path she said she's going to the third level oh, she said okay. she's not going like to the, to the worst level is because apparently that's where you know the killers and the rapists are but she was like uh, okay yeah, it's like yeah. i'm going to the third level. third level of hell <laughs> And I okay. used to laugh about it because I used to think it was ridiculous. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, all right, you're not convincing me here. Like this doesn't right. this doesn't sound like something I want to be into. But you know, whatever right. you say, whatever floats your boat, you know? <laughs> okay. Um So that was your first basically uh, from a Catholic point perspective, that was your first intake of 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 a, a, a living God, you know. Yeah, Somewhat, well, yeah. well, kind of because um, when I was a kid, actually, we were we were Roman Catholics as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. We never went to church. Never went obviously. to church. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I was a Roman Catholic, yeah. but I was an altar boy, and I went for all the way until my seven, 17 years old. Yeah. So yeah. I actually made all my sacraments. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I first I, communion and all that yep, kind of stuff. Yeah. I, okay. We'll I see. even have the pictures still. I did the. The, the baptism when I was an infant, I, I did the communion, and I did my confirmation when oh, I was yep. in middle First school. Yep. confirmation. So during all of that hectic chaos, I still made my sacraments. Now, I, we didn't go to church outside of that. Right. I, you know, well, the, the, a lot of times Catholics are, you know, it's the... Um, the two times a year they go to church is Christmas and Easter. Yep, yep. Yeah. Or a like funeral. That. So, yeah. like, you know, once in a while, yes. Yeah. And, uh... So that's that's how it was pretty much. But this is, you know, my second run with hearing about the Catholic thing because cause I had like, I had distanced my mind from the Catholic thing like a long time right. ago. Cause I, so up to this well, point, I, you've had to run in with a Satanist. Now you run in with a Catholic. Yeah. And then you said there's another Catholic that you were, you were involved there. Oh, no, no. Not involved uh, with just, just Just that second one? Just me. Just you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. So now you're you're involved with a a older woman Catholic yeah. that's given you a little bit of spiritual insight. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, let's move it along there yeah. and say, go, we'll go from there. What, what, how did really that end and, and um, what went on from there? Cause you're at that age, you're probably, how old are you at probably at that time? 23. 23. So, okay. All right. So let's pick it up there. I'm moving the train down the track um what's happening after that i mean because that's how you're a little bit i call it like a little sprinkle of god you know type of thing you know god yeah. is just a little bit sprinkling on you um so did anything that that she said even you know nothing against catholics i mean catholics are great people and um just like any denomination they always have something you know we all have something weird about our denominations um and that's how it is, you know. Um, did they? Did she say anything to you that really kind of started triggering you thought down the the path of Christianity, of understanding, um, the, uh, dealing with a relationship with God? Because Catholics, I don't think they really have a one-on relationship with Christ. Right, right. They know who he is. The guy who was on the cross. He he died for our sins, and you know, he, you know, and it was you know, it was from you know, Mary was his mother and. A lot of traditional things. Very um, much traditional. So I mean, yes. they have, a, you know, and there are some very spiritual um, Catholics today. You know, believe in healing and laying yeah. hands on people. And in my household, growing up, that you see Catholic stuff everywhere. You know, just like you know, crosses with Mary and beads and stuff like that, and and like you know. Right. The, that one image of Jesus that you always see. Right, on the cross. Like, oh, yeah. we always had imagery like that in, yeah. in my house. So you had that in your house. So now she's saying some stuff. So what's happening in your life there? Because that probably is a seed that now have been planting a little bit in your life. So well, my, my mom and, and my aunts and everything, they always, and my grandma too, they always try to tell me, like, nobody, nobody in my family, like, ever really followed the Bible. Right. But, like, they knew maybe like bits and pieces here and there and mm -hmm. then like just about like believing in him pretty much so they just always just drill it in my head about how like you know i should i should believe in him i should believe in him mm -hmm. so i had a lot of seeds that were planted um so it really was me being uh very stubborn mm -hmm. uh in my way because i just it didn't seem logical enough for me. Right. So I, I used, I was an intellectual. I used to read, I used to be into philosophy a lot. Okay. I used to read a lot of those books and, and things like that. Um, so it was really bugging me because 
I always had questions. I was always very inquisitive. And I used to actually like bounce out of my sleep with a question like, <laughs> oh, I have to Google this. Like oh, wow. uh, questions about like just anything, like anything, like the universe and stuff like that. Mm. I was just like, I want to know, like I used to read a lot of history stuff and philosophy and I just read all the freaking books and the articles and I, I would always piece together in my mind all of these ideas about, you know, what, like the afterlife and, and what what we're dealing with here on right. earth and everything. Like, um, you know, I was into the spiritual stuff, but I was never like, I was never like fully on that path either because... I didn't fully believe in that either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, all right, so there's some truth here. There's some truth in this. Um, but I know that all religions, they they contain a little bit of truth in them. Right. That's how I felt. Um, well, the devil is, you know, he takes a truth. I mean, there's always a little truth in every lie that right, he has. Right. So, But you know? I felt like it was all lies. Right. But I felt like there's bits and pieces of truth in all the religions. Right. So... I was just like, I'm looking. I'm looking for answers. That's how I always was. I was always looking for answers. Mm. So it just it used to drive me crazy when I still couldn't find the answer. Like, right. you know, what are we doing here? And where are we going? Mm-hmm. And like all that stuff, you know, life and death. I, right. I was fascinated by it. And mm-hmm. I was I was so like determined to like find that. Um, and I would come up with these little ideas in my head every now and then be like the aha moments but then it still just didn't really satisfy me because i'm right. like i always felt inside that i was deceiving myself like mm-hmm. i always felt like you were <laughs> yeah I, I always like i'm i'm such a skeptic you know mm-hmm. i'm such a skeptic to the point of i didn't even trust myself like like with what i i believed right so i always what i used to do is if i believed in something i used to google the opposite and I used to read the opposite of what I believed just so I could have a counter argument. Just so I could You would debate yourself. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's what I used to do. And and so like with the God thing, um, to me, even though I felt like it was ridiculous, I could never fully refute it either. Because right. there were so many things that did make sense that bothered me that I could not refute it. So I, I would I would kind of just like read stuff sometimes just just to try to like see what the other side looked like just so I I'd have that info and um it bothered me that every time I read it I was like I can't refute it like um with the now you you said read it now what are you referring to the bible or yeah, like okay, so, uh, scriptures in the so Bible. So you started reading the scripture. You started reading the Bible. And you're trying to dispute it, but you couldn't. Yeah, so bits and bits and pieces of it. Yes. Anything particular that stands out that you can, like say I was I was reading this. I was trying to dispute it, but I couldn't. Anything particular? One thing that you could think of, like a major thing that you you were trying to prove it wrong, but the Lord proved it was right. Anything? This uh, uh, regarding the world itself. The world itself. Because okay. I, I always felt like, because I was one of those quote unquote and still am conspiracy theorists. You know, okay. some people they they think what I say is ridiculous, but I believe it's very true. Um, well, there's always like yeah, there's things, always some truth in everything. You know, so. with with things uh, regarding like the the government and you know celebrities and things like that being under MK Ultra mind control programming. Uh, you know. Uh, having like demons uh possess them basically i believed in demons right i, I believed that demons were real you know and i i believed in spirits and stuff and paranormal because i i had had plenty of paranormal experiences and and stuff like that so knowing all of that it, it always bothered me that like like it that that's that's what i i felt like that was all that was there mm-hmm. that it was all just evil things so right. i was very aware that the world we are we are in is evil right and i hated that because okay. I've always been like, not to, not to a Christian standard, but to a worldly standard, I've always kind of been uh, a good person. You know, mm-hmm. I I believed I had I had my morals and principalities, and I believed in them strongly. And um, it always bothered me that there was so much evil in the world. So, like when I knew about these things, especially with the industry I was pursuing that i was going into i kept pulling back from that industry because of said things right and the more i delved into it and the closer i got to 
the fame or whatever you want to call it, the more I started to see the signs mm-hmm. and the more I started to kind of see behind the curtain. So I knew that was there and I didn't want to progress forward because of it. Right. Something kept pulling me back. But at the same time, I, I wanted it because I wanted to use it for good and I, I wanted to be able to finally relax in my life and finally like help people and stuff like that. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but now uh, when I was, when I was reading some of these scriptures and what it was saying about the world, about how like, you know, th- like the, the world being deceitful and, and, um, and basically how, how, you know, how the world was against Jesus. Right. Um, reading that stuff, I was like, it's like, yeah, like, you know, like, why? Like, why is that? Like, why is that? Like, he he had to be like, like this really, this good force. Like, it had to be something good because if if this is all there is, then it would make sense. It would make sense why somebody that is the complete opposite of that would uh, be at odds with it. Right. So I couldn't refute that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried very hard. I lived in denial for a while, trying really hard to refute it. Okay. Um, so then I would have these conversations with what I thought at the time was with myself in the car. I would be talking out loud to myself in the car for a long time on my way to work or on my way home from work mm-hmm. all the time. And I would just start saying out loud, you know, like long rambles like all the way from the time i left the house to the time i got there like all right i would be like all right god like the, but this is the thing that this this is what doesn't make sense to me right here mm-hmm. so why this and why that and right now i feel silly because i feel like i'm not talking to anybody i feel like i'm talking to myself over here and if you're not real then i feel like an idiot right now but i mean hopefully that you are real because i feel really stupid um I would say things like that. I was like talking just like, you know, he was sitting right next to me type of thing. Okay. And I was like, I, I was like asking questions, you know, like stuff that I would Google and, and try to figure out. And, and I, I was like, you know, I'm still not really sure. I'm still not sure if I'm talking to you or not right now. Right. Um, and then I would say, but if I am talking to you right now and you are real, I'm very sorry for disrespecting you. Like, like, listen, I don't want to disrespect you if you're real. I'm just really like, I don't, I don't really know. Like I, I said, there's so many lies in this world that what can I trust? There's everything in this world that, that I've come to know and learn about. I've realized is a lie. Like, like the, the industry and the government and everything, like there's so much evil behind the scenes and there's all these agendas existing. Everything and everybody has an agenda. So how can I trust what anyone or anything says? How can I trust in the Bible? How can I believe that that's true? Because what if that's a lie too? And, and there's so many religions out here. God, like, how do I know that that's the right one? How do I know that? That's why I used to say stuff like that in my car, you know? Did then, he give you an answer? No. Oh. <laughs> you know that oh. that that uh verse where he says, you know, they you know they were they asked they asked for a sign and they re- they didn't receive one. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was like that cuz I I would say like like all right, please, if you're real, can you please just give me a sign? Please. <laughs> well, he also said and, at the time the wicked generation looking for signs, you know. Well, I I was living in a wicked generation, was right. I not? Yeah. And I and I couldn't and I couldn't find one. I couldn't see one and then one day I just one day I just gave in. I I was just like, "You know what? I don't I still don't know. I still can't fathom it. I have no idea. But I but you said in the Bible, you know, if that was you, mm-hmm. that you know, to the you got to have faith." Right. So, I think since I'm just a human, and I'm demanding all of these answers and everything, but I can't possibly fathom mm-hmm. what I'm asking. So maybe I should just stop, calm down, and, and just have faith. Maybe I just got to drop all that other stuff. Maybe I just got to stop thinking and focusing so hard on this and that and this and that. And maybe I just got to relax and have faith in you mm-hmm. that you're real. And, and I'm just, I'm, so I'm just going to believe, okay? Today, I'm going to believe. And then from there on, I continued with my research and I continued, you know, listening to um, 
you know, MK Ultra victims, and because a lot of them they talk about Jesus too, because they found Jesus after everything they went through. Okay. Um, I listen to them and uh, on podcasts and stuff, and I would watch more videos and see more th- more symbolism, mm-hmm. like a lot of these logos. Like, yeah. it's probably on this too. I I don't know right off bat, but anything if you look around, a lot of these logos they have sat- satanic symbolism. Right. embedded in them yeah literally and um some of them do it on purpose and some of them don't even know they're doing it right but it, it's all evidence it's, everywhere, yeah. it's just it's evidence you know yeah um and it, it just blew my mind because i knew that beforehand too but it blew my mind when i finally put that piece together and a lot of i'm familiar with a good portion of you know what satanists believe and stuff because i dated one right so i i knew the other side of it mm-hmm. um so now learning learning about Jesus was like, um, it was like the, the completion to the puzzle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense. Okay. You know, the um, puzzles being put together. Yeah. And, and that's how it was. So uh, just the more time went on, I just got stronger and stronger in my faith. And I honestly, I b- really believe like Jesus meets you where you are, but mm-hmm. then he, he works on you in the process. Like so once you come to know him. What are some of the things that you can go like, A, I was this way, but B, now I'm this way. What are some things that you have in your life that has changed? So somebody that's listening that can can um, relate to the fact that, oh, I was exactly like that, but then, then I, you know, I want to become what she has become. So what are some things that in your life that you've gone through that you were one way, but now as a, a you know a devoted Christian and believing in God, you know you still can be analytical. You can still be mindset of therapy, you know, ther- you know um, ther- theories that go on in the world. But as a believer, what are some things that you were one way, but now are, are another way? It, it, you're you have come. Okay, the light has been shined upon those things that you used to do. Or used to say, or where I used to go, I found the Lord is lighting it that I I turned. Some people use the word I repented from that situation, and now I do something different. So, what are some things that you could talk about? So, somebody listening could relate that they are like what you were, but they want to be what you are. What? So I was I was still in my homosexual relationship at the time when I. When I changed my beliefs, okay, um, and for for a while it just didn't sit right with me because then being being a, this newfound believer, I still struggled with that because I knew in my mind um, that I was living in sin, and for a while I had tried to justify it by saying, well, a lot of people that are Christians are living in sin, like because uh, you know my my family members that are Christians they. They never really followed anything either. Right. And um, a lot of people I knew that were Christians Lip didn't service. really follow anything. Yeah. So because of that, I was like, well, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. Right. Like, because, you know. You're comparing yourself to everybody else. And right. And you say, oh, I'm just like them. Yeah. Compared so, to comparing yourself to, to Christ. Right. And so saying, I want to be like him. So that's how, how it was for a while where, you know, uh-huh. I just kind of stayed in, in that sin. and uh, Right. You know, but I, I, I tried to accommodate in other ways because I knew that. And I said to myself, well, and I did what, what most Christians do where I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm not really a bad person. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not hurting anybody. So I'm like, you know, maybe if I just, if I just stop doing certain things, maybe I'll just, I'll be even a little bit better than that. Right. (laughs) So, I, that's when I, I well, actually... Some of that is the Catholic mentality, like you were saying, like the other woman, like she knew that she was wrong, but she couldn't stop. And she says, oh, I'm just going to go to hell. I'll have level three. <laughs> you know, it's like a game, a video game. You know, it's like, I'm not a level one, you know, I'm at level three. Yep. So you kind of knew things were a little bit messed up in a sense. And uh, you, you put up with it for a little while. You, you um, justified it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. So 
you know, um, so what's going on from that point? I mean, did you come to a realization that, you know, you can't justify it anymore, that you have to give you surrender yourself completely over to Christ? It was it was a process, you know, mm-hmm. it was definitely a process. Um, I mean, obviously, is, it always doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it does. It was, you know, so it was 2020. Um, me and her, we broke up in summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of that. No. Uh, it wasn't. It was just the normal relationship breakup. Yep. Normal yeah. relationship breakup. Uh, but I still struggled with it. Even mm-hmm. when we were together, I struggled with it internally. Because mm-hmm. um, then when we, you know, when we had sex, I felt convicted, you know? Mm-hmm. Every, every time, like, you know, it felt good during the time. But then afterwards, I felt convicted afterwards. I didn't, I wasn't a... Uh, well, it's typical of any sin. Yeah. It always is pleasurable when you're doing something yeah. that's not right, and then afterwards the guilt starts coming, and you know, and and some of it is is our own guilt, yeah. you know, and some of it is the spirit is saying, "Hey, you know, I didn't really create you like this." Yeah. So I I hit it, you know, I I hit it, but I I felt um, kind of at war with myself in a sense because I'm like, you know, this is this is all I know, and this is what I like, and this is what I want to do, but mm-hmm. at the same time, why do I like? Why do I feel feel like that afterward? Like I'm like, like I used to try to um, just you know keep it all in and and bury it somewhere because it was annoying me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's what most most Christians do too. Right. So you know, I was uh, once I once I became a Christian, I was at the very basic basic Christian level, you know, bare right. minimum Christian. Um, but I did, I did try to make an effort after a while to do some things. Cause when I felt that I was like, okay, well I got to talk to God about this. So I, I did, I, I talked to God about it and, um, did he answer somewhat or no, no. Well, he might answer, it might have answered in a different way. Sometimes you think, you know, answering is like, yes, this is God, Nikki, this is me telling you. But he speaks to you in different ways. God speaks to me intuitively. Right. And I know that. Because okay. God will speak to me intuitively. So he did but speak I to don't... you. It's just a different... It's not... You. Most people think it's an audible, audible voice. And it's no. not... It can be. I have heard God talk in an audible voice. Yeah. But I also know in the spirit. Because you got to remember, when you accepted Christ at that... You know, in that somewhere in the time that you decided to say, God, I give my life to you. That time the spirit, you know, and the spirit is filling you, the spirit of Jesus is in you because Jesus, the spirit and God are all the same three that are a one, you know. And so now there's a little bit of something that says, you know, it's like, yeah, something's different. Something needs to change. And, and, you know, and they give you a little nudge or something like that. Yeah. So it was it was an intuitive thing Yeah. uh, where I would I would talk to him and I would say, um. You know, I've always been like this and I don't, I don't know how to be any different. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to even be attracted to men. I don't, I don't know how to, to be any other way. This is just, this is how I am. And I, I know people say like that you don't make mistakes and you don't make people this way, but God, this is, this is how I've always been since this is how I've always felt since I'm four years old. Like, so I don't. I don't understand how I could change if you could please, like, I'm I'm begging you, Lord, if you could please just accept me for the way I am. Like, if you could just accept me for this way. I used to beg. I used mm-hmm. to beg. I used to say, I'll do everything else. I'll do anything for you. I'll, I'll, I'll lay my life down for you if it came down to it. But right. I, I just wish you just, I just hope that you will accept me for this way. Mm-hmm. Like, if you let me, if you let me be this way, and I, I made a promise, I said, I'll be with this one woman. I won't, I won't let this go. Like I will, I will stay in this relationship with this woman and I'll, I won't, I won't have sex with anybody else, only her. Like, and, and I just, I hope that you accept us. And, um, I pleaded for him to, uh, you know, accept us as, as a union, you know, I wanted to marry her and I wanted him to recognize me and her. Okay. That's uh, what I would beg for him to do for us. And I would, I would say like, you know, I'll do everything else. Like I, I'll, I won't do any other sins, only that one. Like, and, and I did, I tried to make an effort to like not sin. Bargain and, with God. Yep. That's what you were doing. Tried to. And I, and I, I did make an effort then to stop sinning 
in other areas of my life that actually helped me recognize that hey that isn't the only sin that you're stuck in you you do these other things too and i didn't i didn't even see those things before so it helped me see that mm-hmm. right so i started kind of like trying very hard to change my reactions to things to um i i cut out pork i wasn't trying to to do this or that or this or that right like all these like random other sins right so i i wouldn't engage in them and then uh at the time uh like my my grandma kept saying like oh you know like like people that are taking this vaccine you know and they're not you know they're not going to be saved like once you take that that shot like that's the mark, mark of, the of the beast, beast yeah. uh, like and and now i i i know that that's not i right. believe that it's preparation for it that's right. what i actually believe um but at the time when this was all going yeah. crazy that's how my family felt too like it, that this is the mark of the beast right and and my grandma has been talking about that since I'm a kid that that's going to happen basically so i've i've always had some knowledge of it like right. uh when the antichrist comes on she used to always talk about the antichrist all the time uh so so yeah so i was like oh nah like i'm i'm not taking that shot like and i don't care like they can they could try to put a gun to my head i'm not taking that shot like right. no matter what and you know they tried to coerce me to take it. Um, you know when, when I went to doctors and stuff, and I was like, nope. Oh, yeah, uh, doctors are like that. I'm, yep, I'm yep. young doctors, and they they wanted to give me every shot. I go, right. I said I don't even take the flu shot. Don't. And give I was me like, no. sorry, it's against my beliefs. Like <laughs> I was like, it's against my beliefs. Nope. Uh, well, they're finding things now that are wrong with it. And, you know, they're, oh, they're coming absolutely. light. You know, a hundred percent. So for us, they, you know, the people are dying and stuff. Like, oh no, no, it's not the shot. Yeah, it's, I know. know, I know. It's a whole thing. But that's know, a so. conversation for another day. We'll do yeah. another podcast. Yeah, for that. we're gonna have to do another podcast. We'll now. do another podcast for that subject. Uh, yeah. But uh, in in that aspect, though, that's what I tried to do, and obviously, um, after we broke up, this is when I. I actually started to get to that point mm-hmm. where I was ready to give that up. Right. Um, so we broke up mutually mm-hmm. just because there was a lot of things in between, you know, right. with her having to go back and forth all the time between, you know, her house and my apartment and her house and, mm-hmm. and well, our apartment, you know, she helped pay, pay, pay the 400. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we had the cats, too. Like, you know, we got the cats when we were together. I still have my cats. Okay. I love my cats. Uh, but, yeah, those those were, like, our kids yeah, or right. whatever. Yeah, fur babies. Uh, yeah, so it was, like, a, a back-and-forth thing. And, and so we just ended it on that note because I used to feel like, you know, I, I felt like I was single in a relationship. Mm. I'm like, you're never around. And um, she, she had this... Uh, addiction to uh gambling oh okay so that that used to rear its head at times too where we would get into arguments over it it would go from like where she would come home every night to then she stopped coming home and then she would come home at like four in the morning when i was already sleeping and and during this time sometimes i was working two jobs three jobs so i was never home right when i was home she wasn't there and that was a problem for me um she stopped doing a lot of stuff she used to do. She stopped cooking for me, really stopped cleaning and stuff. And, and I didn't ask her to do any of that, but she did it on her own accord and she acted like she was happy to do it. So I was happy. But, uh, then she just basically was saying like, she's not happy. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't what she wants. You know, she just, she wanted to have a fun girlfriend. She didn't want to, uh, she thought she could settle down and she just, didn't want to settle down right and uh so then we ended it at that and then during that time i was pretty much alone all the time like she was you know doing her own thing like and i never really heard from her much because she wouldn't she during the end of our relationship she she wouldn't wouldn't pick up the phone either like she stopped answering the phone and stuff Mm -hmm. like it was very hard to contact her Mm -hmm. she was always saying because she's busy she's busy she's busy uh, when we ended that, uh, and I spent a lot of time alone, uh, for a while, you know, I did what I used to do at the end of every relationship, where I went online, I went and flirted with all these women. Like, I used, I was a big flirt. I, that's right. what I used to like to do. I used to go on. I used to, I used to chat with every 
every attractive woman that I saw pretty much. And I never wanted to meet up with them or anything because I was always very uh, conservative in that aspect where I didn't like to really do anything outside of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And if I did, it was usually something sporadic and it was nothing was happening to me. It was only the other. I was the giver. Right. So uh, and, and it wasn't nothing that that would have transferred anything either mm -hmm. uh so i played it safe so i used to just like to tease and then i would do that all the time like clockwork like same old same old me and then at one point i just was like i can't like i can't do this anymore like mm -hmm. um you know i really i really wanted to find another woman to settle down with that was like a christian woman then <laughs> I wanted to find a Christian woman and then right. and then when I'm like I kept just reading and reading like trying to find any loophole I could to be in this lifestyle you know and I'm just like I wasn't finding you were anything. trying to justify your sin yeah I and I wasn't finding anything so I'm like so no I can't do that but I'm like well what if I married a woman and we just never had sex uh like we would be like best friends in a relationship and maybe, you know, we could talk about it, but we wouldn't do it. Like, <laughs> I tried to come up with every possible idea. Right. Because um, I just couldn't imagine any different. And um, I I talked to a couple more women, and then there was this one where, like, we were hitting it off great. And then within a couple of days, she kind of disappeared. And then I was, like, feeling depressed again because I'm like, I'm like, I'm never going to find what I'm looking for. Like, why can't I find this? And then I'm like... I'm like, no, like, this isn't going to work. Like, because then what's the point of getting married to somebody and, and you can't do anything with them? And how is that even possible? Like, I was just like, no, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. And then I was like, well, I guess there's only one option. And I guess I'm just going to have to be celibate for the rest of my life. So I'm like, I'm going to have to commit to celibacy because my attraction for women is not going away still feel attraction for them so i still don't feel any attraction to men and i i feel more um i feel more masculine than feminine um i always i always like you know dressed girly and stuff and wore makeup but i internally i always felt like more masculine because of mm. how i grew up you know so i just always felt like more strong and and i just being very independent i just couldn't imagine myself with with a man just Mm -hmm. never like it just didn't sit right with me in my head mm -hmm. um and then i i also just couldn't get around the sexual aspect like I, there was no sexual attraction at all so i was just like no uh, i'm just gonna have to be celibate now um so i prayed i prayed to god one day and i told him like okay i told him like i'm serious that i'm gonna give this up so i'm gonna i'm finally gonna i'm gonna stop trying to bargain with you and I'm going to stop trying to focus on everybody else's sin and I'm just going to focus on my own Okay. because I said, you're not going to ask me about everybody else's sin. You're going to ask me about mine. Right. So I got to try to get rid of that, but I need your help Lord, because I, I don't know how to do this. I don't even know where to begin. Please help me. Like, please take it away. And I was still kind of like mourning the loss of my relationship at the same time, even mm -hmm. though I was searching for a new one. I was, I right. was still in a mourning process because I, you know, me and you her, were trying to fill the void. Yeah, I was trying to fill the void. Yep. And uh, even though we split up, you know, we still, we still, you know, had things happen afterwards. Even though when we were just friends, right. and she would come over after a while, um, and I was lonely, and so I used to feel sad, and I used to. I used to just dwell on it. And so when I was praying to him and I was telling him about it, I said, um, I said, like, I'm, I'm really sad because, you know, I loved her so much and I really wanted to fulfill that promise. I promised you and, and, and stay with her, but you know, it wasn't working out and I know I can't be like this anymore too. So that's another thing. Like I really can't start a new relationship. I don't know where to go from here. And I cried. I cried a lot when I was talking to him. And I said, like, I hope that you can, you know, you can restore me to however I'm supposed to be because I don't know anything else. And I just kind of felt like for the next for the next few months, 
I spent a lot of time alone because this is a month before I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. This is, um, I think December 2021. Yeah. So yeah, December, 2021, this was where okay. now I, this was my last month in New York pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, quit my job because every, my bills were already paid off. So I right. was good for the month. So I spent the last month pretty much just trying to just relax and enjoy myself for once because I always mm-hmm. lived at work. Right. Um, for that last month, I played a lot of video games. I I slept, caught up on my rest. I just, I enjoyed myself a lot. But in the process also, um, I talked to God a lot during that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I... When I was dealing with that, um, I would cry for a lot every day because I, for one, I was mourning the loss of my relationship. And two, um, knowing that there wasn't going to be another one, mm-hmm. it, it was just like, it felt like I was falling apart. Okay. Yeah, so I felt I felt like my, I felt like I was losing a piece of myself. Like, it felt like, um, it's like, also mourning my identity like mm-hmm. i didn't know who i was i felt like i was like and i just i was having like a breakdown like who like who am i like who even am i you know um so i would just kind of distract myself like you know playing like playing games and doing other stuff that i enjoyed enjoying like my hobbies and stuff outside of that but all the while, I just, I felt very disconnected. Mm-hmm. I felt like a walking black hole for this whole last month. Okay. And then after that, I started to, um, I, I just kind of like felt like a peace over me then. It was like a peace that came over me where like, okay, I wasn't sad about the relationship anymore. I wasn't sad about that anymore. I, uh, I felt like. I didn't feel anything. I felt blank, like a blank slate. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel attraction at all. Okay. I like, I went from, okay, I'm attracted to women, but I'm not commenting on their appearance anymore. Like I'm not, I stopped, I stopped flirting altogether. I deleted all of my apps that I used to flirt with women on, I deleted all my apps. I completely removed that from my mind. So when I was at work and I saw attractive women, I didn't go out of my way anymore to say anything to them. Mm-hmm. I kept it to myself and sometimes I would think, oh, like, this is really hard, like, really hard. Like, and the thought would pop in my mind. And I'm like, no, like, don't say anything. Just shut up. And I went from that to seeing attractive women and just not feeling anything anymore. Okay. Just not feeling any desire whatsoever. Like, all desire completely went away. I didn't feel. I still didn't feel any attraction towards men. So at this time, did you know why you did not feel that attraction anymore? Did you have a, an inkling of? I mean, other than it just happened, did you kind of sense that God was kind of working in your life a little bit? Yes. Yes. Like, uh, okay. Because I, I was trying to control it, but one of the things but once that, you gave up control. The the yeah the the thing that I had to realize was, and this is what I came to realization through talking to him during that last mm-hmm, month. That last was month. That, yeah. I'm trying so hard to cling to this because I'm afraid Mm -hmm. like, and, and I keep insisting that that's who I am. This there's, there's nothing outside of that, but the word contradicts that. So I have to just stop trying to control it. I just have to let go and try to let God into my life, you know, and let him do the work because, and that's what a lot of, a lot of gay people have that, um, and I talk to gay people now about stuff like this. You know, when I talk to them, um, obviously they don't they don't want to hear it, uh, but a lot of them they think it's a ridiculous idea. And I used to feel the same way. I used to see other ex gay people talk about this, mm-hmm. and I used to be like, "That's ridiculous!" Like, you know, back when I was really secular, I used to be like, "Oh," and I used to laugh at stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm one of these people that I used to <laughs> laugh at. You know. Um, and I, I always hear them say the same thing that I used to say is that like, you know, you can't just pray it away. Cause like you pray, you pray and you ask them like to be different. And some, some gay people, like they even went as far as to committing suicide because they couldn't get rid of those feelings. Right. You know? And I felt suicidal at times too, because I actually felt like sometimes it made me, 
it made me more lonely because mm-hmm. I felt like it was even harder to find somebody to love because I was this way. Um, because it's a, it's a smaller percentage now that you're working with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I used to say things like, Oh, I, I just, I wish I wasn't gay. Like I used to cry and say like, I, I wish I wasn't gay. Like, why do I have to be like this? Like I hate myself. Like it hurt, you know, but at the same time on the other end, you know, there's, you know, pride, pride, pride. Right. So like, you know, we, we convinced ourselves that we're happy this way, but mm-hmm. we're not, we're not. Right. And I hear other gay people repeating my testimony in that aspect where they will there where they will say that they tried to get rid of it. They tried to pray to God to remove it and it didn't go away. But that's because it's like if somebody wants to stop drinking, but they have like they said to God they want to stop drinking and then right when they finished the prayer, they went to the store and they bought a 12 pack of beer and they stuck it in their fridge. Right. You know, it's like, do you really want to stop though? Mm -hmm. Are you really ready for that? It's like people want to snap their fingers and God is just going to be like, all right, you're not that you don't, you don't want to do that. (laughs) No temptation is going to always be a part of our lives. It says that in the Bible, right? Temptation is always going to be there, but he gives you the strength to overcome it. A way of escape. Absolutely. So, and that's, that's what he did for me. Um, because I took it upon myself to now remove the actions that led to certain thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. I started with the actions. I said, if I'm going to discipline my mind, if God is going to take this attraction away from me, well, I have to stop feeding it. Mm-hmm. So I stopped the behaviors first. Okay. Once you once you nip the behaviors, then everything else kind of follows. That's what uh, a lot of gay people don't realize and why they kind of continue in their lifestyle because they expect that it's magically just going to disappear with no work of their own. Mm-hmm. But when you have a relationship with Christ, that's what it is. It's a relationship. You can't have a relationship with Christ and expect that Christ is going to do everything for you. Right. You got to do something for him too. You got to show him that you you actually care about him, like mm-hmm. that he's a central part in your life. You know, how is it when you you have friendships and relationships in your life? Like if you're always the one to give, 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 and they like, they just use you. It's like, that's how some people treat the Lord. Mm-hmm. Some people treat Lord the Lord that way. And, and right. a lot of us are guilty of it. So, it was me coming to that realization to where I understood what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And then, so when it started dissipating and I didn't feel it anymore the way I used to, I, I, I felt like a blank slate and I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, over time, then I actually, I started to feel like attraction in a different way. Like I started to be, when I was with women, I was always attracted to looks first. Mm-hmm. Like I was always into looks first and personality second. Mm-hmm. I needed both personality and looks, but like I always looked at the looks as the first part. If I wasn't attracted to them, like appearance wise, then that's it. Like there was nothing, nothing would go past that. Mm-hmm. But now like the way I am now and how I became is that I basically started to see it as like, okay, I'm attracted to qualities now. Like I'm attracted to qualities in a man. Like if, if a man has very like specific qualities mm-hmm. and qualities and characteristics, like that would make me attracted to how he looks too mm-hmm. over time. I, I'm sensing you've moved from the flesh to the spiritual world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, that, and that's what happened. Yes. That's, that is what happened. Yeah. Instead of looking at the flesh, which is looks, I mean, I mean, we're naturally humans. We right, we are right. attracted to the opposite sex, and you know, a girl's pretty. You know, it, it, a guy is good looking. You know, um, and and that's normal. That's natural human behavior. Uh, but it goes beyond that. It can it can go beyond that. But yeah. you know, we as Christians now, you know, I I. You could be a gorgeous girl, but you have a, uh, a spirit of, of hate or you know um, anything else, malice, or yeah, it kind of would turn me off because the spirit is like saying, yeah, you know, it's like something's wrong, right? 
And I think that's what's happening into your life is you're, you're, you're going from the fleshly looking. And there's nothing wrong with it in the sense of saying, hey, this guy is good looking. I mean, uh, it's funny, an old time preacher used to say, there's nothing wrong with you driving down the road and seeing a good looking girl and saying she's good looking. Yeah, the problem yeah. is when you go around the block four times. Right. That's right. the problem. I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that 100%. Um, what I what I notice now, is my mic on? Yeah, it's on. I, I, I can hear like you it's... quite well. You're good. You're doing I'm not, good. I'm not. You... Oh, maybe. Oh, it fell off my ears. I it, think well, that's yeah. What it you is. have to have it around your ears to hear. It, you, you have know, to have it ears to hear. It's the hat. It's it's like sliding. It's so like, like, well, yeah, yeah I noticed that, I but like... it's not moving. So at least it's, um, you're doing good. So yeah. we can hear you. Okay. So, so, so there is good, some good stuff. I mean, this so far, this part, this is the best part of the fourth three-part story we're not making yeah. it a four-part so we're already into about an hour in it so and you're doing good i love this this episode this is really good the anointing is there the testimony is good how would you like to wrap it up in the next few minutes wrap it up in the next few minutes i know oh. it's gonna be hard because you know there's a lot more and, and maybe we'll we'll have you back over time and, and you know we'll, we'll do some more but you know as i said we've already gone you know an hour for one and then 45 minutes for another one and then almost an hour for this one so we have people have been listening which is good yeah for three hours of you <laughs> which is great i'm hoping people are continuing listening but You've said some great things in the last in the last half an hour. What would you like to leave somebody that's listening that might be in a situation that you've gone through uh, and they don't feel hope, they, they feel lost, they feel like they are what they are? What would you say to them if, if, if you were like consulting them or, or giving them some woman godly advice? What would you say to say to them? If you were, if they were sitting in that chair right across from where you're sitting right now, what would you tell them? Trust in God's word. Just trust in His word. Don't look for loopholes. Don't don't slide your own understanding and your own interpretations into His word. Looking for what you wanted to say, look at it and read what He actually says, because at the end of the day. That will help you. That will help you so much because it helped me when I realized I was trying to look for what I wanted it to say. You know, when I finally stopped doing what I was doing, I made the moves to change because I realized that the world had a certain influence on me that changed what God intended for me to be. So I've reconnected now with my feminine energy. I have reconnected with that femininity that has existed in me all along that God intended for. Um, but I had to find that because the world had had it all mixed up. It, it was buried somewhere. It was buried, you know, behind, you know, traumas and, and uh, basically the ups and downs of life. A lot of that will will cloud cloud people's judgment and uh, your identity will be lost in there somewhere. So trust in what he says and don't insert your own understanding. Just pray on it and try to take away certain actions that you are doing that's uh, promoting the lifestyle, whatever lifestyle it is. Just try to cut all ties to it and then trust in him. Just have faith. That's all you got to do. That's that's all you got to do is have faith. And he'll he'll do the rest. He'll connect the rest of the dots for you. All right. That is a good word to close on. I, I mean, I, I think, I mean, there's probably more that we could talk about. I mean, I don't think you lack words, um, which is a good thing. And I think you have a lot to say. Um, I think if people need to and connect with you have maybe they have some more questions that you didn't talk about um you can go to our guest page on the millenniumb.com or tmb2000.net and you go to the guest page and you'll see her picture and and then maybe you can chat with her communicate with her very whatever way she gave me on that if you have some other questions but uh, hopefully you guys have stuck around for the last two other interviews and then this one and you've got something out of it and it's it's kind of set this set the seed is growing or, or something that's 
implanted in you that um, you you can make a change in your life. And then and, and Nikki has showed that you know God has changed her, and it can change you too. And that's the purpose of the Millennium Beat is encouraging the world one story at a time, but saying also that if God did it for Nikki. God can do it for you. He's not a respecter of persons. So we appreciate you sticking to us for the last three episodes. And um, stay tuned next week for our next guest. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Nikki, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, you're welcome. God bless everybody. And God we'll bless. see you next week. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok, at The Millennium Beat, or on Twitter, at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to TheMillenniumBeat.com or TMB2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to the millenniumbeat.com's homepage. I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. You can reach them at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage. You can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons. Learn how to help and become a guest. Under Learn How to Help, you can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You can give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is Be a Guest. Click it, go to the form, and fill it out, and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the About Us drop down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people, and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the podcast drop down. Then click on the calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners, or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the forms drop down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form.